Welcome to Two Gins In, the podcast for renovators who want to stay in control and not want to screw up on their investment. We're all about keeping your dream alive through careful planning and taking the right action towards the success of your renovation or new build project. We're both qualified interior and building designers that take our craft seriously, but more importantly, not ourselves. Hi, I'm Helen. And I'm Karen, and we're excited to have you join us this Friday afternoon for our Renovators Delight, where we take you behind the scenes of the design and construction world. We'll be chatting with industry experts, sharing your, our own knowledge and experience. We'll set you up with valuable tools and handy tips to relieve your anxiety, reduce the overwhelm, and ultimately help you to make informed decisions throughout the renovation journey. So why two gins in, Karen? Well, Helen, why not? After all, it is Friday afternoon. And what better way to end the work week than with a couple of gins or cocktails to celebrate the week ahead and head into another weekend. there. Throughout our podcast series, we will be interviewing guest experts in the construction industry to provide you, our listeners, with valuable insights, knowledge and expert advice. Our aim is to offer diverse perspectives on various aspects of the construction industry, including new technologies, innovative techniques, sustainability practices and industry trends. By engaging with experts in our industry, Helen and I hope to provide you, our audience, with a comprehensive understanding of the construction industry and its future direction. Today's episode is a little bit special. It's our very first guest expert interview. I sat down with Aaron Tass, the owner and director of Tass Constructions, to discuss the essential elements of any new home build or home renovation project. Aaron holds a Bachelor of Engineering degree with honours a Master's in Engineering Management, a Cert for in Building and Construction, and is also currently the President of the Cronulla Sutherland Division of the Master Builders Association. Aaron has had experience in both the public and private sectors with a background in civil and structural engineering, on-site project engineering, surveying and project management in developments ranging from residential dwellings to multi-storey mixed-use builds and large industrial subdivisions. He has also spent time with local council development division and possesses an in-depth understanding of the residential planning system. Aaron is a great communicator and is in tune with each individual client's specific needs, expectations and concerns. And Helen and I can attest to that as we've collaborated with TAS over the past few years on many of their builds. What does Aaron do within his own company? Aaron is responsible for the pre-construction phase of the projects, which includes initial discussions and meetings with prospective clients, estimating, preparation of proposals, working closely with clients to develop a tailored scope of works, which is crucial, compliance and looking after all project-related insurances and contracts. His responsibility also extends to overseeing the task construction group design arm deliverables and also handles the financial and general management of the business. In today's episode, Aaron shares his insights on why careful pre-planning is crucial for homeowners to stay in control and avoid costly mistakes. He also sheds light on emerging trends and best practices in the construction industry post-COVID and processes to improve efficiency and reduce costs. Additionally, we delved into the challenges that builders have faced due to the pandemic and how they have adapted to manage risks and uncertainty. 
Aaron offers valuable advice on how listeners can do the same by building in contingencies and planning for potential disruptions. Join us now for an informative and engaging conversation on the intricacies of construction and design with our very first guest expert, Aaron Tass. Hello and welcome, Aaron, our very, very first guest speaker, uh, guest expert, I should say, on our podcast this afternoon. Sounds Thank pretty you. good, I'll tell you that. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Aaron. So no the podcast name is Two Gins In, so it's Friday afternoon. Helen and I like to record them on a Friday, so I'm having a gin. So here's cheers to another week in design and construction. So it's been busy. Well, happy you? Friday to you. Happy I do. What have you got? Oh, nice. A stone and wood. Stone and wood. Cheers. Stone and wood. Depends on the uh, day and time, but Friday afternoon definitely calls for a beer. Absolutely. It's been pretty frantic in our industry of late, so yes. Always need one on a Friday. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, Aaron, thank you. As I said before, tell us a little bit about yourself and Tass Construction Group. How did you come about to be partners with your brother? And give us a little bit of a back history about yourself. All right, I will try and be as concise as as possible. But um, essentially, we run a um, residential um, construction company. Mm-hmm. Um, if, Came together. Actually, we had our seventh birthday last week. Actually, I so too. About well, se- yeah, so cheers to that too. That's <laughs> it. And always, always something to cheers to. So <laughs> yeah, about seven years ago, we came together. So Ben's background was a typical kind of apprentice carpentry um, uh, route, and I came from an engineering um, kind of project management background. Okay. And at the time, we yeah, we just kind of pretty much. Um, kitchen table type of discussion and decided that we would kind of join forces and and look to kind of kind of create a a professional building company that um, kind of looked at the um, quality of of a product as well as as well as the process Um, so kind of fast forward seven years where we kind of focus on the more higher end type of architecturally designed homes we used to use the terminology forever home but Love nowadays, that. nowadays, <laughs> nothing is forever, and I've well, been told I need to, I need to use the, the term foreseeable, the foreseeable future. Yes, true. Well, you are known as in the industry as luxury home builders and renovators, so you do deliver a very high end product, which is Thank fabulous. You. Um, we've that. collaborated and we met about well just before COVID. We met up with Ben, so we've been collaborating on a few projects together, which is fantastic. So we can highly recommend TAS to anyone who's listening and is in. Looking for a great builder out there? Tasks are your people. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, today, we've done quite a few. We've done a few jobs here now over the yes, past. We have. Yeah, now, yeah, all, all yeah. over Sydney, really. We've got yeah. some in Paddington and Marrickville, Connells Point. Yeah, we've got a few. I think we've got about yeah. six going at the moment. So yeah. yeah, where we jump in with Tasks, we do all your wet area designs, uh, the laundries, make the selections for the clients. So. In the end, it makes the whole process run smoother. And that is a bit of an interlude into mm. our topic for the day. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of pre-planning uh, when renovating or building a new home. So I know you and I could go on and on and on about the pre-planning and how important it is. But from a builder's perspective, can you give us a bit of insight as into why people should jump into pre-planning as opposed to you know, just coming to yourself or us and saying, let's start. There's a whole process we like to say before that, isn't there? Yes, there is. And I will, you hit the nail on the head before, I'll try and be as concise as possible <laughs> this and not go, normally I've got Ben here to kind of rein me in on going on too much of a tangent. 
So I guess that probably ties in well with what you said before with regards to working um, working with um, you and Helen, and that is the um, selection process kind of forms a very important part of of the pre planning and and why we kind of reached out to collaborate with you. Mm-hmm. Essentially, in construction, um, I'd, I'd almost go as far as saying fifty percent of of, of construction happens before we physically start on site um and that may seem like a lot but a there is um a lot of planning that i'll take a step back you have two options you have one which is essentially kind of a more of a older school mentality which is we'll rock up on site and she'll be right mate and we'll figure it out as we go um and i'm generalizing when i say older older school i'm just saying that's kind yeah. of one one kind of approach and the other approach is you you take a step back and you you undertake um a process which is what we can what we call the pre-construction phase yeah. and that can kind of range anywhere from you know kind of three months to some jobs um such as um one that we're working on together at Mossman at the moment which can yes. go on for Almost a year. Yeah. 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 Um, So the importance of of kind of spending that time on the front end um, really comes down to essentially mitigating risk um, for the day that you physically start on site. And the more time that you spend on the front end or that we spend on the front of the clients and educating and and having discussions about pricing and potential areas for risk and, um, you know, looking at selections, finishes and joinery and windows and doors and, Doing that in the state of um, the front end of the project when you have time um, mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, you're not being rushed on site where you, yes. you, you need to remember that once you start working on, once you start on site, generally your living arrangements have changed, you're at the in-laws. Um, you or renting, they could be renting. Renting, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got money kind of coming out of your bank account. Um, yes. It's kind of quickly draining and, and you, you, you're not in the same state of mind to make decisions as you would have on the front end so that's probably first and foremost couldn't agree more Um, so the that then lends itself to then go all right cool rather than rushing into it i'm going to take time i'm going to discuss with the builders i'm going to discuss with the joiners i'm going to discuss with interior designers and and kind of um nut everything out and then and then kind of go go from there yes now i can kind of do you want me to kind of run through because like I can run through lots of different things as to the reasons why that is important or where am I jumping the gun there tell us why how does it avoid costly mistakes because Helen and I the same as yourselves we're all about the pre-planning phase that avoids you know making costly mistakes as you said on the fly you don't want to be in construction the builders coming at you saying where are your taps have you ordered them? Yep. Are we ordering them? Are they off the wall? Or are they off the basin? How high do you want yep. this? How, like, how big is your vanity? How? What are the finishes for the kitchen? And that's super overwhelming for anyone going through the process. But to yep. do that in the moment of construction, that's when things tend to go wrong. So as the builder, yep. how would you say the pre-planning avoids costly mistakes? Cool. So I'll start by saying that a lot of feedback that I get from client is they didn't realize how much had to happen before they started, right? How many decisions? Decisions, yeah. yeah. And the amount of times I've heard that, oh, we've blocked out next Saturday and we're going to go make all our selections. <laughs> um, it just doesn't It just doesn't happen, right? So I yeah. think the, fir- the first thing is it's, it's never too early to get underway. Yes. Um, and it's a very long process as far as, um, you know, sorting out your certifier, getting a construction certificate, liaising with the... Um, 
consultants, making selections, joinery, you know, discussing scope of works, getting your financing sorted, getting your contracts drawn up, getting the project scheduled, so um, finding new alternative living arrangements, things like that, right? So first and foremost, you can never start too early. Once yeah. you have everything selected and decided before you actually physically commence, um, like we said before, you won't be rushed later, but you're also de-risking it from a cost side of things um, in a sense that you have, you can look at, um the cost of the project and the budget, which everyone has a budget, believe it or not. But you can kind of look at, okay, cool. Well, um, let's look at the cost benefit trade-off of, of, you know, a few different aspects and components of the build mm -hmm. and then have time to basically just undertake your own kind of cost benefit trade-off on does the cost outweigh the benefit yes. um, of what you're getting and then packaging all that up to kind of mould this final scope of work so that, the day that you you start, sorry, and further to that, discuss discuss things with your builder and your designers and stuff like that so that you're mitigating variations. Yes. And if you can mitigate variations and have everything fixed because you've had those discussions, then the day that you start working on site, everything's going to run a lot smoother and Absolutely. you're not going to be up for surprises and things like that. Yeah, and that's where the... Uh that's how it avoids the costly mistakes, doesn't it? Because the, the you know, the homeowner is unaware that if they're not organised and pre-planned that... And they think it's going to, you know, a tap's going to be a certain amount. Let's use taps, for example. Then when they're yep. on the fly in the middle of construction, well, the tap that they only wanted to spend, let's just say $150 on, is not available. So then the, the only tap that's available in that week when the plumber's on site is $300. So, yep. you know, yep. multi exactly. multiply that across a lot of fixtures and fittings. That's when you yep. make mistakes. Yep. Things yep. cost a lot more than and yeah, I think as well, it allows for a more holistic approach in the design because um, there's a lot of domino effects and if you're going to make last minute sporadic decisions and changes, that can have an effect on on a lot of a lot of different different aspects. Like, for example, when we pour the slab on, you know, the first kind of couple of weeks into the build, those levels are based off the thickness of your floorboards that you've selected. Yes. So if we don't know the thickness of the floorboards that you selected, we're just making assumptions and then later on, when you come and tell us that you want, you know, specific floorboard that you've fallen in love with, and this is just one example, yes. we can't, it can't be accommodated or it can, but it's going to cost more. Cost more to yeah, fit that board in. So, yeah, side works, you know, like you say, that's the, then there's a variation and that's the cost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, we have actually, for people listening, we actually have a downloadable template. So we'll put that in the show notes that steps out um, a bit of a process so people can get on track and avoid what we've just spoken about. So yep, yep. So our next question yep. this afternoon is um, industry insights and trends. And as I said before, mm -hmm. you're one of um, Sydney's most sought after luxury home builder renovator. Um, after COVID, pre-COVID, during COVID, um, what's sort of your best practices going forward um, in terms of mitigating you know, delays um, with materials and because even Helen and I find that we have to plan ahead still because there's delays with fittings and fixtures. So as a yeah. builder, what, how have you found, um, yeah? Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, as far as um, uh, post-COVID, like living in kind of the, the, the yeah. post kind of, the post kind of world and and kind of the constraints and things that that we've come up with, I think the biggest 
kind of like in, in the media and, and things, the, the biggest thing things everyone's talking about is um is is materials and the issues yeah. with material price rises and supply chains and things like that. Yes. Um, the okay, so historically, um, the material component of costs account for account for about twenty to thirty percent of the bill, mm-hmm. um, which means that um, the focus on the costs and the operations is heavily weighted to labour. Now that that is still that is still the case, um, okay. but now, sorry, you saying? No, that's yeah, that's good information. Yeah. People don't, yeah, yeah you're not in the trade, you don't understand that. Yeah, where things fall. Yeah, so labor labor is everything, um, and it, and it is still it is still kind of something to consider. But I guess probably the biggest change now is that it's kind of we need to put more emphasis on materials and selections and the impact that that has on both cost and also um, yes. on the progression of the build as far as timelines and things like that go. So that's probably the biggest the biggest mm-hmm. change. Um, and just to kind of give you an example of that is that <clears throat> back in the day, um, say, for example, if you're pouring a concrete slab, um, you would only, you know, design the reinforcement bars that you had um, to mitigate the use of materials so you wouldn't have top rear if you didn't need it and you'd have, you know, Yep. Uh, 12 mil bars and, and instead of 32 mil bars and things like that. Yep. Whereas we used to, we went through this kind of phase where speed was everything. So you would just put it on the top and bottom just because it was quicker and you'd have all the reinforcement the same and it just made kind of everything move um, move quickly. Well, now we're kind of reverting back to that mentality of, oh, okay, well, steel is, you know, gone up 50% yes. in the last 18 months. So it's like it's it's changing the thought process of, of the way that we, the way that you design and also the way that you build. Yeah. Okay. So you see changes there, and in terms of how, what you were doing in the past, and what changes you can make to combat the price increase for steel, for example. So do you go exactly. back? And do you refer that back to an engineer and say yep. this is super costly for the client? They still, yep. we still need to do it, obviously, to standards. So you're looking yep. at new ways of doing things to things to combat the increase in price. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, you, which really- is just. Which is just it's just kind of a what you have to what you had to do to kind of adapt during that yeah just living in this in this um yes. this this day and age and that and that can you probably notice there's a lot of homes if you're driving around now that are um, built from steel yes. so you see like that blue kind of steel steel color versus timber and that's the reason for that again is just because of um, issues that we've had with the supply of, oh. of of timber so it's looking at different materials um and things and, and things like that and actually probably another another thing which ties into the pre-planning process that we we're talking about before is that the planning of the project is integral because now if you're making a selection it's not something that's going to you know be available in six weeks yes. it's you know overseas and, and we've got um the um, containers being delayed and everything now is taking so much longer so you need to spend even more time on the front end and more Absolutely. time in planning and, and it becomes even more imper- imperative that you've made your selections, your choices before you start. Yes, couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So in terms of like, I guess that's managing risks as well and, and the uncertainty. So I guess the three questions that we're an- that you're answering this afternoon all come down to pre-planning. So you can, you know, manage risks and uncertainty by pre-planning. Um do you see that as, is there any advice that you can give people in terms of, you know, um, any other challenges that you've faced as a builder, building in the post-pandemic and during COVID? Any other yeah. tips you give? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, the pandemic as, as, as a whole, uh, I think is, it's just created kind of apprehension and, and 
um, un, un, uncertainty. Um, like I said before, we've had supply chain issues and things like that. I think the other thing to note as well is is, is probably a good tip is with regards to kind of um, financing. Yes. So the two things. So one being the finance, like from a pricing side of things, you've got the the um, the financing where there's a lot of builders now that won't actually offer a fixed price contract. They'll only offer cost plus. Right. Um, and the reason for that is because of the speed of the material prices that have been increasing in construction, mm-hmm. which I think it was averaging about 3.5% cumulatively, which wow. it doesn't sound like much, but when you no. do 3.5 on 3.5 on 3.5, it kind of adds yes. up. And there was products such as timber and uh, structural tim- framing timber and steel that legitimately increased because of XYZ. But then every material supplier on the planet jumped on board and kind of increased pricing. Excuse me, because, which is because they could. <laughs> because they could, right? It's just yeah. the flood, the floodgates opened and, and that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, but with the financing side of things, um, as a result of that, builders are reluctant to provide fixed, fixed um fixed price contracts. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, banks um are now they well exactly. So they're no mm-hmm. longer accepting cost plus. Yes. So builders are doing cost plus and banks cost plus. So I think um the best and I've spoken to lots of different people about this, and I think probably the best approach um, is a hybrid model, which is essentially right. fixing the price but having more components of the build that are provisioned, okay. um, such as structural steel, as an example. Okay. So for um, people out there that don't know what cost plus means, can you just elaborate a little bit on that? Because everybody yep. knows a quote is a quote. Yeah. Um, but for people that you know are new to renovating or building a new home, what does cost like? Can you just explain yep. that to them, please? Yep, yep. So... Cost plus is essentially um, a um, so there's two main ways to to, to price. The, sorry, there's more than two, but the most common is either cost plus or fixed price. So I'll start with the fixed price because that's that's the easiest. So essentially, a builder prices up the job and that's it's fixed, and therefore the builder takes on the risk um, and builds risk into the contract price. Yes. The other one is cost plus, where um, there is no fixed price, just a budget estimate is provided. The builder reduces the contingency and margin, uh, and therefore the homeowner carries the risk. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yes, that makes yep. sense. Um, so the, I guess in terms of the fixed price, that's why most builders post-pandemic would want to do cost plus because, as you were saying before, the increase of materials and stuff. I mean, we know of a builder that signed someone, you know, 18 months before, at a fixed price and that's when it was just as COVID was hitting and then timber just went through the roof and the client yeah. said, well, bad luck. You, well. Yeah. So he yeah. had to wear the cost of the increase in timber. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess why that's happening. Yeah. And that's why you, you hear stories of builders, especially larger volume builders that were locked into contracts and were actually paying the client's money just to break the contract. Yes. Because they were, they were set. They knew that they were, they were, they were going to, going to kind of lose moving forward so yeah the um yeah that's just that would probably be the best way from what i've seen to kind of approach if a builder doesn't want to do a fixed price i mean we do um we're still doing fixed prices um but again tying back into what we spoke about at the start we spent a lot of time in that pre-construction phase um and as a result of kind of that planning and um yes and early kind of pricing you've just got to you're more confident on on your numbers exactly um so that's that's but if not then that's a good way to kind of go go half half where the yeah. bank will still accept it um and then the builder will still be able to undertake the works yeah exactly so 
in wrapping up our chat. Oh, actually, Helen's just going to say goodbye. She's heading out. Hi, Helen. <laughs> hey, Have a good weekend. See you later. Have a good weekend. Bye. So to wrap up, um, back to our pre-planning talk, I, mm -hmm. as you said, that's where you as a construction company, because you have this model where all the selections are made well in advance, that's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that has to be peace of mind for the client as well because, you know, obviously they've made the selections, everything's looking great, they know exactly, mm -hmm. you know, they've either chosen a $200 tile or a $50 tile, they have made that selection, they know yep. the costs and then that yep. in the long run just pans out to be a much smoother build for yourselves, yep. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the other, the other thing to know about that is the documentation of that phase. So yeah. ensuring that you've got adequate documentation um, because without kind of detail and transparency, then the pricing that you're getting really means nothing. So you want to be able to genuinely kind of understand everything in layman's terms. And I think that it's really important that the kind of um, designer, um, builder, client uh, collaboration is there from the front end and also throughout the build because if everyone's on the same page, then it also results in kind of, less ambiguity if that makes yes. sense and I think the more information the more information that you have means you have a greater understanding of the project yes. which means if you have a greater understanding of the project there's less ambiguity if there's less ambiguity then you're mitigating any kind of um variations um, and as it and as a result of all that you're essentially reducing the project risk and then, like you said, in terms, because I've just talked about finishes, but as you know, we design and draft for you. So we're drafting those spaces. So it's all well and good to make your selections with your finishes. But as you said, you have to have the documentation to back that up. So as the builder, you know the heights of the taps, where the feature tiles are, because, you know, people listening might think, oh, great, I'll go out and pick all my selections and then just throw them on site. But yeah. as the builder, you need to know exactly where they're all going. So, yeah. yeah, like you said, it's not just a matter of um, making selections. It's the pre-planning. It's the documentation. It's the selections all coming together with the builder guarantees yeah. a much, much smoother process. Yeah, I would say it's probably the most, it's the key ingredient to having enjoyable building experience. Yeah. yeah. It's just, and, and, and the thing is, is that everyone sleeps easy from the day that construction works because every... The nature of building, especially in the renovations, um, there, the things are going to come up, and there will be discussions to be to be had. But yes. if if it's all done on the on the front end, then the day that you physically start works, everyone can can have a much better experience. Not just the the homeowner, the client, but also the builder and designer, because it's, it's all collaborative, and exactly. everyone knows everyone knows what's happening. Everyone knows the price. Everyone yes. knows the selections. Everyone knows where it's going, and then yes. everyone sleeps easy. Gosh, yeah, it makes so much sense to do it that way. And I think for the client too, like you said, there will still be questions, but if they're so involved in that pre-planning stage, say when the builder comes to and says, oh, we have to adjust this slightly, they, the client themselves has their head in the space because they've seen 3D views that we do and um, yeah. have conversations with yourselves that it's, it's they're not going in blind as well. No, it's a, um, it's a proactive approach. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you, and as Aaron. a result of that, oh no, you go, you keep going. Yep. I'll say one thing. As a result <laughs> of that, you can um normal like this is what we do um is that you can look to get you know kind of guarantees on construction timeframe because if you're planning it and everything signed off and done at the front end, then um the builder is going to be more inclined to be able to guarantee that completion and and offer 
liquidated damages and I will explain yeah. what that is because I know you're going to ask me. Yes, I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that one coming. So liquidated damages is essentially, um, so say we schedule a project and we say it's six months. If we were to go six months in one day, then we would start paying the homeowner damages, um, which is essentially put in place to cover our rent as an example yeah, exactly. and um, things like that. That that, But if you, if you, and, and we offer it on all our projects um, and the reason that we do that is because we're confident. And the reason we are confident is because we've we've spent the time on the front end and we yeah. know all the information that we need to know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank you again for being our very first guest expert. What a no worries. expert you are. You know so much. You've been in Pleasure. a little bit while now. So here's Apologies. Thank Apologies you. if I went on a rant there, but no, um, no, it was no. nice talking to you. So much valuable information. So have a fabulous weekend. And Happy Friday. We'll have to have you back. Happy Friday. Yeah, that's good. Anyone. Thanks, Thanks, Karen. Take care. Thanks, Karen. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Two Gins in Design podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and insights on the world of design and construction. We look forward to our next episode with more design inspiration, tips from the experts, and a behind-the-scenes look at our latest projects. If you want more design information or simply want to check out our portfolio of projects, visit our website at mcraeandlynch.com.au and our Instagram, McRae and Lynch Designs. And feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels if you have any comments, questions, or even topics you'd like us to discuss. And please, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love you to share it with your friends and family. We look forward to catching up with you on our next episode. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Cheers.